Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Bartley. I'm recording in my podcasting room. I haven't said this enough. I want to say this more. I've decided to take back my podcasting room. It's a slow and tortured series of campaigns of ever-increasing boxes and dubious stuff, charitable donations to the extreme. But I do so in order to have a space that I can call my own and record podcasts in once again. Over the past, well, far too long, I've used our spare bedroom for this function, but I've decided to reclaim the podcasting room in order to talk about things such as my experience with Triple J. Now, you may recall a narrative associated with Australian, I don't know what one would call it, like youth radio called Triple J, where I had negative experience I didn't actually expand upon through previous podcasts. Perhaps the nature of my mind through these circumstances, or perhaps it's the fact that I could record a short funk on it now. When I was in Australia for the latter part of, I don't know, maybe the last four or five years I was in Australia, maybe three, four years, I recorded digitally. I recorded digital CDs. I made digital music and produced it in a format which now seems so completely 19th century. It's to be slightly laughable, but at the time, I recorded CDs in this format. And through creating music, I started to wonder how I could get this music played. And one of the areas, one of the realms that I thought I could get this music played was on Triple J, which is the Australian Youth Music Network. Let's just put it that way. I have a cousin who caught his music played on Triple J very skillfully. I've got to say hats off to Max Hardy for all his hard work. But my experience, and Max has been both as an individual musician but also in a group, my experience was only as an individual musician, although I worked with some musicians. I was always like the producer and composer and creator, basically, of the music. And in this light, my experience with Triple J was as follows. Triple J had various machinations at the time that I was involved with Australian music to move it to television. In large part through a program called Recovery, they had a Rage, which was the ABC's own. ABC is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, I think, uh, maybe Commission. I don't know. I can never tell these days. Anyway, it was the Australian arm of what would be loosely like PBS, or the better idea, without the funding drives and other related nonsense. More like the BBC in some light. Except you've got Lord Hutton and various other things with the BBC. So let's move from these two examples. Kind of like that. So there was a television wing and a radio wing. And the radio wing, historically in Australia, well, there's Australian public radio. There's what's Radio National, which is like the classical music. Australian classical music. And then there's Triple J. And I had success getting my CDs played on the classical music part, but not the youth radio part. And the large part of that was associated with videos, promotion, and I've got to be fair, a lot of music that I put out through that period of time was relatively tortured. It had a distinctly negative narrative. There were certain loose elements in a couple of tracks that I produced, which could have been not necessarily sexist, but just generally dubious by general emotions and feelings associated with Australians. Let's put it that way. But more importantly than I felt that I was in some kind of strange, psychological, almost militarised battle associated with basic reproductive rights, the notion that Australia wasn't going to be a place that I could ever live in for any length of time, because quite frankly, the skills that I had, the ideas that I had, were so divergent from the broad Australian narrative. And there was this whole notion that the losers within the space, like the people that weren't doing 
production, the people that were kind of living at their parents' house and not actually getting stuff done. This was where it was at in my kind of in a broad romantic, like, sexualized demographic. But once you actually produced things as an Australian, you were so, like, curious. You were so not the general standard of, I don't know, I mean, maybe people just had low expectations where it was. So a lot of music contained that kind of tortured element. And part of it also was the fact that you had to record video. Like, video had to be a large part of that, and I don't know, I was always just generally, I still am, this is why I do audio podcasts, just generally disheveled and not really in a let's film me talking about stuff kind of thing. But I produced half a dozen of these, usually in the pouring rain. As a student of media theory, I probably needed to adopt a better PR campaign or I should have worked with people who were just better looking and just generally more like the Australian narrative. And truth be told, I had people that I knew like that i worked with people like that periodically, but I just didn't utilize any of that in my interactions with Triple J. And my perspective is probably as an adult now reflecting on this thing. There are a number of things that I could have done differently, but at the time I just felt like some tortured musician type that couldn't get his music played, his independent Australian-produced music played on the Australian Youth Music Network. That caused me a degree of indignation which it could have, should have, did, but maybe there were things in my power that I could have done to change things. And reflecting, this was one of the main reasons I left Australia, just a broad frustration that I had way more success outside Australia in the things that I did, but I could have done things differently myself. Tom Bubbly in San Jose, signing out.